Hi there, and welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. Here we discuss the power of influence, leadership, overcoming challenges, and more. They call me King Raj Singh, creator of the Future of Influence podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in our industry. With that, here we go. Welcome to the Future of Influence. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler, and today I'm chatting with Blair Koch. Blair is the CEO at Tab Denver West and can be found online at tabdenverwest.com. Blair, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Sandy. It's awesome to be here. I have to start out. You need to explain to us what does tab mean? Tab Denver West. I get the location, but we don't know what tab is. What's that all about? Great start. (laughs) So we live in a world of acronyms. So TAB is the alternative board. We are a international organization spanning 22 countries and and growing, but it's the alternative board um, or tabdenverwest.com. You can actually see that in my uh, name below, but tabdenverwest.com for the alternative board. And what do you do at the alternative board? Who, who are you working with? How are you helping them? So we work with business owners, presidents, CEOs, their leadership team. So, you know, C-level folks um, and growing of privately held companies. And, and really the shortest way uh, to describe it is we transform businesses and in doing so we transform lives. It's all about helping influencing the business owners and their leadership teams, but in particular, the business owners to go and do the things that they need to do to take their business where they want to go. That's interesting that you are really not coming in and just telling them what their teams need to do, but what they need to do. Correct. A kind of twisted way to think about this is like, I think about I want to work you out of a job, not like necessarily literally, but in the spirit of growing the business, in the spirit of having more equity in the business, in the spirit of having teams or you know people around you that can do what they need to do, the less the business owner has to touch, the better for the business and the better for them personally, because I don't want anybody to be a slave to their business or their job, right? It's like, we're here to have a rich, rewarding life. Nobody's going to be on their deathbed saying, gee, I wish I worked another day. So what are, right? That's, I mean, when, Blair, what's your job? My job is to live my life, to be the best person that I can possibly be. And so that's what I do. That's my why. My why is to help other people be the best they can be, help their companies be the best that they can be. And in doing so, then I'm giving back to the communities where we live and work because small to mid-sized businesses are the economic engine of this country. As you said, small to medium-sized businesses are really the economic engine. They're the foundation. They do so much more than what we realize. So how are you helping these business owners and in your uh, leadership teams to make these shifts in these changes? So big toolbox that we have that we offer um, kind of short answers is uh, facilitating peer advisory groups, CEO peer advisory groups. So 
bringing together non-competing business owners, putting them into an alternative to a board of directors. So publicly traded companies, they all have boards of directors, people that help them move their company. As a privately held business, you don't have that. You might have a CPA, an attorney. Um, they have their own agendas, right, for you. But by the alternative board, the name of the business, right, is literally an alternative to a board of directors. So we bring together these non-competing uh, business owners, similar in size. Uh, they all have employees. They all have solid acumen. And they help each other grow the business. They hold them accountable. They solve problems and opportunities together. And we facilitate that and are providing education throughout that. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, you know, another uh, complementary part to that is business coaching, kind of straightforward, um, which is really where do you want, where's your business today? Where do you want to go? How do we get there? So there's a strategic element to it. There's the why do you do what you do? And, and 75 to 80% of all small to mid-sized businesses have the same challenges. Sales, marketing, finance, HR, right? People, 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 greatest asset, greatest liability. Um, planning, or in many cases, lack thereof. Time bankruptcy, uh, maybe partners, um, exit and succession planning, right? So th these are all the same. And, and then you have that 15 to 20% that's specific to your industry. But we all struggle with, with the same set of challenges. And so the alternative board, the coaching, the tools that we provide is helping the business owners solve their challenges, build and grow their business to whatever they want to do. So as you bring these business owners and leadership teams together, as they're as the CEOs are working with other CEOs, mm -hmm. how do you see them influencing each other? Excellent question. So let's talk about thinking outside the box. So it's really easy. People like, oh yeah, I go and I meet with people in my industry, right there. We don't compete against one another, but we're kind of birds of a feather. We're all in the same industry. So we have the same problems. Those are great. The challenge though, is that you're all thinking the exact same way. So think about you're a manufacturer. What can you learn from a software company or somebody in retail or somebody in marketing. So people who have different backgrounds, different experiences, skill sets, and are in different industries, they're going to look at problems differently. But what you can learn is tremendous because now you're thinking about things in a different way because you'll be shocked to find that what works for you know, a manufacturer might also work great for a a medical device company or a retailer or a CPA. So it's bringing together that collectiveness of all of those years of experience and expertise to influence one another as to how to think about things differently. Um, just a quick little story, if, if I can. So in um, you know, one of my boards, there was a business owner. He has a partner. Um, there have been you know, challenges with, between the two of them. And at a certain point, one of them said, um, hey, I want you to buy me out. And this is how much I want you to buy me out for. And then you leave the business. And so as you might imagine, this, this put the other person on their heels. And, and so he brought this to his board, right, to his tab, uh, board of directors, other presidents, CEOs. And 
and they, and he was obviously very emotional kind of stuck in here's, here's what my guy is saying he wants. What do I do? And, and his board said, well, wait a minute. If that's the buyout number for you, for him to buy you out, for you to buy him out or you him to buy you out, excuse me. Well, why don't you flip it on him? Say, no, you know what? I'll buy you out and you go away. You can own this whole bit. And, and this was like a light bulb in that because he was so close to it. He's like, yeah, wait a minute. If my partner doesn't like working with me, he's trying to get rid of me. I can flip it and get rid of him. And it provided a whole other approach to the situation. And in the end, the two actually worked it out and are doing great together. And, and they've you know gotten over that hump. But that was just a quick like, whoa, I didn't think about doing it this way. Yeah, that having just sounding boards. And I love the way that you said you bring people from different industries because we can find different solutions to the same problems. We've we've been through not necessarily the same thing, but similar things. And outside of our industry, we find that. So they're influencing each other. Mm-hmm. Do you find that they influence you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the what is so unbelievable for me, and I'm I'm so grateful for what I do because even though I do a ton of teaching and I'm always out learning new things to help them, they'll say things or share things that they're doing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is like an awesome idea. How could I not think about that? Or they'll plant a seed. So absolutely. It's very, you know, I kind of say it's blurred lines. In other words, you know, there's my business and what we offer, we have our customers, we have our partners, we have the community, right? And it's really a blurred line in many respects because we're all there helping, influencing, connecting, working with one another to make each other better because we all know that in helping and holding each other accountable and giving each other ideas and sharing feedback is good for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, at the same time that you're helping them, you are growing your own business. What kinds of challenges have you had to overcome in that process? Wow. How long do you have? <laughs> well, how about pick, you know, maybe the hardest one, the no one idea. that you felt the best about, the one that was the most interesting to you? I think, and I'm just going to speak for like literally the here and now because. I don't know too many business owners who aren't facing this. The world is changing so rapidly. The changes we've experienced over the last year is typically something that would happen in three to five years. So the world is moving fast. Technology has changed how we do our business, whether you like it or not. Um, there's a whole virtual, like you, you can have huge outreach now. And oh, by the way, people are super busy they don't have the same type of schedule they have. Many of them are working, you know, at home or, you know, remotely. They're tired of Zoom meetings. <laughs> they don't pick up the phone. They don't recognize the phone. I mean, so just connecting with people has been one of the biggest challenges. So like, how do we not only connect, but how do we grab their attention? How do we, you know, 
be because we're very transparent, we're very vulnerable, we're sharing, we have very intimate relationships. And so that's been one of the biggest challenges as of late, right? Is really just like what used to work doesn't work now. We used to bring people together for lunches. We used to bring them together for education. And, and it's a different approach now of how can we connect? And just to finish the, the thought is we're dealing with three, four, in some cases, five generations who all behave differently, who connect differently. Millennials, right? They're not going to pick up the phone. They're, they're just not phone people. So you have to find ways from a technological perspective to get into where they're at. And then you have boomers who, you know, in some cases, they're like, yeah, I'm not going to use the computer. I mean, I'll do the basic stuff, but but that is not that technology, be it the computer, the phone, whatever. I'm not working that way. Where's my pen and paper? So how are you bridging that gap amongst these different groups? We're doing everything. So you know, we are podcasting, we're outreaching using technology and our socials to reach one demographic. There's another demographic where it is picking up the phone and having those conversations because that's what they want to have. <laughs> we do educational outreach, which we now um, just because of the situation going on in the world is 100% virtual, but it's an hour. It's all highly topical. Um, we've done very personalized emails. Um, emails hard. People get bombarded with email now, right? Um, direct mails, like, okay, some people just aren't in their office. <laughs> How long is it going to sit there before they even pick it up? So literally we are applying as many communication mediums as we can, depending on the audience, knowing that certain audiences are going to respond to certain things. Um, and attracting women is, is one way, right? Because they respond differently. Um, networking is totally different now than what it was a year ago. So you have to be very targeted and really think about where am I going to find the people Besides referrals, which is our best thing, of course. Um, but then how do how do I bring them value? Even if we don't work together, I still want to bring them value. And so what does that look like? So for yourself or for your clients, what are some of your top strategies for doing that, for bringing value to people, no matter whether it's actually a, a financially beneficial relationship or mm -hmm. whether it's networking or someone you may never do business with, but you've met through your business activities. Right. Relationships, relationships, and relationships. So for me, I just want to have a conversation and get to know people because if I can introduce them to someone who will help, I'm going to do that no matter what. If I have some content or know of some other content, right, whether it's a video, whether it's a paper, whether it's something very personalized, right, I want to do that. But it's hard to do that if I'm not able to have that conversation. So, you know, that's from an influencing perspective, right? It's like, I'm not trying to sell you anything, right? It's just want to understand you. I want to be able to refer you business if I can. I want to refer you to resources if you if I can, um, and and connect you with others, people that are my clients and aren't my clients. Um, and then you know we all have a ton of content. We all have a ton of value. We're all 
you know, smart, high quality people. And so then it's just providing you with what makes the most sense. So it sounds like your core strategy for building influence is relationships and people. It's relationships, it's people, and it's give, give, give. And, and I'm, I'm just wired in a way that's like, oh yeah, yeah, let me just introduce you to so-and-so, or you need to meet this person, or you should come to this event because, you know, just in this brief conversation, I can see that's an area of interest for you. And here's what you're going to learn. Um, and, and that is what it is because then even if there's not a fit from a business perspective right now, it doesn't matter because down the road, three months, six months, a year, you know, somebody's going to come back to me and say, okay, Blair, I'm ready now. Or remember when, (laughs) or send somebody else back to you. Or exactly, send somebody else back to me. And the people we do work with, right, um, our tab members are great referral sources because they know other business owners and they know other people who are like, oh my God, I have gained so much from my experience here with tab. You should have that conversation too. Yeah. So what are your goals for your influence moving forward? change the world is pretty broad, but I I really, I have this, you know, silly little saying, which is I want to get main street healthy, which means the businesses and the people, if I have everybody that I work with, like rocking it, right. That's huge. It's huge for them. It's huge for their family. It's huge for their employees. It's good for the communities. and, And I prosper in doing that as well. Plus I have fun. And I'm, I'm challenged and, and, you know, the money always comes. So it's not about the money. It's about the give back and the outreach in doing that. And if I can help, I do a ton of work with people on exit planning and getting their businesses ready for sale or transition, whether it's to employees or family members or whatever that looks like. And that's a whole journey in and of itself. And if I can enable somebody to go exit in the way they want to exit and then live the life they want to have. That's huge, right? And the impact of that is also huge because I can't remember the statistic, but a very large portion of family-owned businesses, small businesses, Mm -hmm. never get sold. Retirement is closing the business. So in working on that strategy, you are not only helping that person exit, you're helping someone else enter and you're keeping whatever jobs were there in that business, be they direct hires or suppliers or contract workers, whatever that is. One of the simple ways I tell people to like think about the impact and and what they do as as an owner, right, is take however many employees you have. And just assume, you know, for simple math, that that's equal to four people. So, you know, uh, a husband, a wife, and two kids. I didn't factor in the dogs. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know if you have 20 employees, even 10 employees, times four people each, right? Think about the economic impact if that one person that's your employee isn't your employee, Right. And that just ripples down throughout the entire community. But, you know, if you use the 10, you know, that's 40 lives. Yeah. That you're responsible for. Leveraging influence. I love that. So Blair, where can we find you online? 
You can find me at uh, tab, T-A-B, denverwest.com. Or just search for Blair Koch, K-O-C-H, and you'll find me in LinkedIn, my website, you know, all kinds of places. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today and sharing with us what you're doing at Tab Denver West and some ideas for increasing our own influence. Thank you, Sandy. It's been a pleasure being here and um, best to everybody. Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh, and thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time.